The presidential motorcade had just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. Progressivism is a giant cancer. It eats away at the fabric of the founding. In fact, I would even say it's a, it's a parasite because it wasn't something that was just something that came from within. It was implanted and ate its way from within. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Where are we progressing from? Where are we progressing to? The progressives want to move us away from the foundation of constitutional republicanism. They want to move us away from what the founders made. And so they find multiple ways to achieve this. Vilifying the founders as old white slave owners, destroying history. In fact, outright ignoring history as far as what's being taught to the youth. That's what they do with modern stories. Journalists ignore stories. You remember the whole wave that I talked about, the pendulum of journalism? Back when Ronald Reagan was president, since this is my recollection, this is when I became aware of the news media pendulum. He was a war hawk. He's an idiot. Ronald Reagan is dangerous. He's going to cause nuclear war. He's inept. All of a sudden, George H. Bush takes on the supposed third term of Ronald Reagan, although it was far from that. Oh, he's an idiot. Oh, he's a war hawk. Look at that. He puked up on himself in China. Hey, look what he's doing in the Middle East to Kuwait. It's all for oil. And then comes Bill Clinton. Look at that smooth guy out there. With Do you wear boxers or briefs? Look at him playing the saxophone up there with Arsenio Hall. Oh, wow. There's Hillary and Bill, and they're walking on the beach. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Bill Clinton stopped to line up some stones on the beach. Oh, look, they're dancing. Oh, wait, Monica Lewinsky just came out with, oh, never mind, never mind. There, Bill Clinton's such a nice guy. He's a smooth guy. He's, you know, it's just sex. Yeah, who wouldn't want to hook up with the leader of the free world? That's no biggie. It's just sex. George W. Bush comes into power. Oh, he's an idiot. The guy's a moron. He can't even speak. He gets a little bit of a reprieve. And you know what that was based on? That was based on the fact that 9-11 happened. And people had to realize our country is under attack and we should probably support our leader. But that didn't last long. I specifically remember myself looking at that time because I was into, I'm a political junkie, obviously. I was into politics around that time. And one of the things I noticed was I was so fed up with special interest you know, fighting all these different groups, constantly eroding away and constantly vilifying the things that 
I, as a conservative libertarian, conservatarian, what I believe in, it was a never-ending thing, and then 9-11 happened, and all of a sudden, at least for a couple months, people were driving around with flags on their cars. The, the, fight, the infighting stopped. It was quiet. Everybody was American. And I, it had to take the death of 3,000 people in our financial square and the Pentagon for any of that to happen. And then it didn't even last long, went right back to it. So we started progressing away, and the news media pendulum continued. George W. Bush, oh, he's a war hawk. Oh, he's an idiot. Obama comes up. Look at the crease in his slacks. Oh, my gosh, he's clean, articulate, right, Joe Biden? Clean, articulate, articulate black guy, because we don't have enough of those in the world. And, um, gosh, he's so great. He's a great orator. You know, he gets up there and he speaks and goes, uh, 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 but he's, he's such an eloquent speaker. And, and, you know, yeah, he's not, he's not anti-American. No, he didn't give pallets of cash over to a country that says death to America on a regular basis. No, he's all right. No, for, don't worry about the fact that he sat in church with a guy that said GD America. Yeah, it's just a preacher. You know, he's preaching about how God may damn the country. I don't know. Then all of a sudden, Trump comes in and they just ramp it up. So what are we progressing from? Where are we progressing to? Because it seems to me that the Democratic Socialists want to progress to something that we have never been designed to be. They want to progress towards something that is global. And you can say, oh, well, you're a globalist, globalist. No, we're, there is a plan under the UN. And if you know anything about the communist ideology, it comes down to, it comes down to an international workers' rights idea. Although someone has to oversee it, and it would have to be the benevolent government. And the thing about communism, when Vladimir Lenin you know, after the Bolshevik Revolution, once he established what was going to happen with the Soviet Union, they had a plan for a UN-style government or government in Moscow, and they would have communist representatives in every government. That's why Chicago became Communist Party USA. That's why we had wars in North Korea. And in, or in Korea in general, in Vietnam, in, you know, uh, down in Central America. That's why we even had things like, uh, you know, fights in, uh, in Nicaragua, um, Cuba. That's why Cuba was an issue. It's because those countries had been infected by communism. And communist representatives were going to bring all of this together under one uniting force. You don't think that that's happening right now with the U.N.? And what they don't realize is this top-down government control that they desire always leads to unintended consequences. And I don't know if it's from ego. You know, they're like, hey, everybody wants to live in the, in the free world. You know, look at these illegal immigrants trying to cross the border. They just want a, a, a new life. They want economic stability because we're the rich country and why should we enjoy the privileges of being so wealthy 
Maybe it's New York. Why is everything so overtaxed in New York? Why is New York such a bastion for progressivism? Well, because New York is so great. Everybody wants to be here. Everybody wants to be in the city. So same thing with California. There's an ego to it that we are the best, and, and that's the ego bubble that infects Hollywood. It's the ego bubble that infects journalists in New York. And, and that's where the facilitation of these crazy leftist ideas come from. And what people don't realize is the unintended consequences are simply amazing. And we're going to give you a couple examples of some of these unintended consequences. Sponsor for this portion of the program is Cat Coolers. Cat Coolers! you got to get yourself one of these sturdy Gibraltar-esque coolers. These things are like a freaking rock. They're tough. They hold things cool for long periods of time. And you're going to want it soon because guess what? Warm weather's coming up. You're going to the beach, taking the kids camping. Maybe you're in the Boy Scouts. You want to take the kids out for an overnight uh, or weekend trip. Maybe you're going fishing. Maybe you're heading out to the beach like we do every flipping weekend. I can't wait. Cat coolers made by Caterpillar. Strong, sturdy coolers. Catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Adrian. You'll get 10% off and you will help out the Adrian Slade Show. You will also help out Mojo 5.0 and you'll help yourself out by getting a discount on an excellent kick-ass cooler. Catcoolers.com is where you go. Use the promo code Adrian. Catcoolers.com. Promo code Adrian for 10% off. So the unintended consequences of progressivism can be seen in many different places, New York being an example. And New York, one of the issues that you always hear about is traffic. Traffic is awful in New York. Horrible. So New York is saying, hey, why don't we reduce congestion of traffic while also making tax revenue off of it? Sounds great, right? There's other reasons, which we'll get into in a minute, which was really eye-opening when I looked into this a little further. Um, reasons that I wasn't expecting. But what they want to do is they want to make tax revenue off of traffic coming and going from the economic hubs of New York. So there's a congestion pricing plan that will hit the wallets of all New Yorkers, not just drivers. This is from the New York Post. Because it impacts 5 million delivery trucks serving Manhattan retailers each year. Quote, it's really basic. If people want to eat in New York City, it's going to cost them more, said Zach Pickens. He's a farmer in upstate Montgomery. That's just the bottom line. Every truck delivering food and goods into Manhattan south of 61st Street will be slapped with a new fee expected to be about $25 for commercial vehicles of all sizes once state legislatures hash out the budget deal. And they hope that this money will flow into the Manhattan Transit Authority. Now, of course, Manhattan Transit Authority has that crumbling subway system that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was complaining about, which that subway system is a major concern to them, and we'll get into why. But what is this congestion pricing plan? Well, in New York City, this is how it's described. It's a planned traffic congestion fee charged to vehicles traveling into and within a predetermined area in Manhattan's Central Business District of New York City. Now, Mayor Bloomberg announced his goals for long-term sustainability. There's that word. That's that green, 
you know, that's that that green initiative, communist, green on the outside, red on the inside, watermelon code word, sustainability. Through the year 2030. Whoa, there's that year again. Don't we have 12 years left? Actually, they said now we got 10 years left, which, you know, 2019 plus 10, you know, equals uh, 2029, carry a couple months. Uh, 2030. On April 22nd, 2007, Earth Day, which is the communist green initiative holiday, Play NYC, P-L-A-N-Y-C, 2030 was unveiled. Along with transportation initiatives, the plan outlines steps to clean up brownfields, create affordable housing, which we'll get into the rental uh, inventory of rent-controlled buildings and how sales or the values of those properties and the sales are going down because there's a possibility that that rent control can be ramped up a bit by the Democrats who control the state legislature in New York. But affordable housing, they want to utilize open spaces, provide cleaner and more reliable and efficient energy sources, and improve water quality and infrastructure, achieve cleaner air quality, and address climate change issues. Transportation initiatives support greater use of mass transit, maybe subways, maybe you're going to have to take some sort of crazy light rail into the city, through various improvements and additions to transit infrastructure and services. In addition, the initiatives also include increased use of cycling. So you're going to have to bike around. That'll be great. Let's let's bike through uh con- let's bike through some of the ghettos of New York City. That'll be great. Provide what else? Expanded ferry services, increased traffic violation enforcement and installations of muni meters and an intelligent transportation system. Now, Bloomberg's proposal cited comparable congestion pricing in London, Singapore, and Stockholm. That's right. So one of the things that you have to laugh about, I think Mark Stein is somebody who talks about this all the time. He talks about the rise of socialism and the rise of European Union-style infiltration into American culture with the increase of there are the increases of traffic roundabouts. I love that rant. If you can never find it online, it's hilarious, but it's true. The traffic designs are starting to mimic Europe. Our congestion pricing mimics Europe. Everything is getting us in line with the EU and Brexit is happening. The, the England, you know, the UK wants to get the heck out of it, but everybody is trying to get everyone on the same page and they're going to, if they can't do it federally, because somebody like Trump comes in and, dr- and drives a big wedge and puts a roadblock in the way, then they're going to do it on the municipality level. So the charge would apply on weekends from 6 a.m. 6 p- to 6 p.m. Proposed fees would be $8 for cars. Commercial vehicles would also be $8. $21 for trucks entering from outside the zone. Transit buses, emergency vehicles, taxis, or for higher vehicles would not be charged for the fee because that will help move people around. But, you know, they're looking at it as this benefit, and they're not looking at what will come out of it on the other side. You know, you're encouraging behavior with the ways that you provide taxation. I don't care what anyone says, and I've said this before, there's tax credits for owning 
or purchasing a green vehicle. There's tax incentives for using the right toilet, or there was in the past, depending on certain municipalities, states, what have you. They want you to do things in a certain way, and you reap tax benefits because of it. Tax credits, tax deductions, whatever the case may be. If you're doing something they don't like, or they want to restrict, they impose the tax on it so they can make money off the restriction. So Governor Cuomo and the MTA, the Manhattan Transit Authority, agreed to provide commuter rail discounts to New York City residents not served by subways to win support for congestion pricing. So now that they've decided they want to make it expensive just to drive into the city and then turn driving up the price of of delivery of food items, which will in turn translate into the sticker price of your retail price, they won't now go, oh, crap, well, we got to do something to help out people commuting who live in that area or are coming in and into the area. So we got to give them some sort of cut on the deal. It's always that way. You do some sort of overreaching totalitarian issue, and then you have to find ways to massage it and give certain people benefits and certain people not benefits. And now you're dictating who should win, who should lose. So the charge will come at the top of bridge and tunnel tolls that truckers already pay. Altogether, that means fees of $133 per trip for 18-wheelers, according to Reclaim New York, a watchdog group. And then you have to deal with those who don't fit into the idea of this congestive pricing, but then they also live inside of it and how they're taxed the most. Motorists living inside Manhattan's new congestion pricing zone could get socked with the same fees as any other driver, even if they never leave the zone. Robert Majika said this, or the state budgeter said it would be up to Traffic Review Mobility Board to come up with a structure for how you deal with intra zone moves. Is there a charge, any charge, or what the charge would be for intra zone traffic? Hmm, they didn't think that through, did they? The Central Business District happens to be the most transit friendly area. You have the most transit options here, so you should be driving less, and that's the goal. <laughs> so people are fed up with this. And, of course, people are going to find loopholes out of necessity. One individual, Diana Blainley, she lives at 56th Street. She says she plans to start parking her car north of the zone and then huffing it. She says it doesn't make any sense for me to pay $11 to cross a block. Now, going back to the deliveries, they're saying you need fresh food delivered every day. This is Jaden Horan. And they said, Our politicians have brought into this model, knowing full well the impact it will have on Manhattan eateries and on everyday people trying to put food on their tables. So consumers will bear the ultimate cost, business owners warn. Again, what's going to happen is the cost of doing business for these companies shipping food in is going to be added on to the cost of delivery by the retail outlet receiving the food. And the retail outlet receiving the food is then going to find a way to recoup the lack of revenue they receive because of this increase in price, and they're going to add that into the price of the item itself that you're going to purchase. So guess what? You ultimately get hit in the head with taxation because of a government and its unintended consequences. Sponsor for this portion of the program is Tar River Arms. Get over to Tar River Arms today. Check out their April promotions including any Sig Sauer P320. If you buy that, it comes with free shipping. 
and a $25 gift card using the promo code MOJO50P320. That's MOJO503P20 at checkout. Plus, Sig Sauer is offering TRA Guns customers two great offers for P320 fans. Buy any Sig Sauer P320 and receive a $50 promotion code via email towards the Sig store. Or buy a P320 M17 and receive two free 21-round magazines. The P320 comes in all shapes and sizes. As always, Tar River Arms is the storefront that comes to you. They are the virtual storefront. Free shipping, gift cards. Um, There's all types of specials happening all the time. To get free shipping and the $25 gift card for the purchase of the Sig Sauer P320, customers just have to enter Mojo 50P320. That's traguns.com, America's virtual gun store, providing great guns, great prices, great service, veteran-owned and operated. Get over to traguns.com. So in trying to eliminate carbon emissions, trying to manage the flow of the population through mass transit and bicycles and crap like that in New York City, and trying to alleviate traffic congestion and then make tax revenue off of it, they've now decided to destroy the price of food, to destroy the price of delivery, to destroy the price of lifestyle and way of life for those who live in that area, that fee is going to come as a crushing blow. And one one person said the new fee adds yet another burden to doing business in the city. Congestion pricing could add $265,000 to the Long Island-based advance group to their annual expenses. They're a corporate moving company that sends 40 trucks a day into that zone. He says, companies my size can't absorb that. No doubt we'll have to pass it along and increase prices. The economic stupidity of the progressives knows no bounds. They don't understand this ripple effect at all. That flat fee will disproportionately harm small businesses. Exactly. A big truck bringing produce in from a California conglomerate will be paying the same fee as he's paying They won't be affected by the cost like I am, is what he said. And that flies in the face of Governor Cuomo's programs, boosting small farms and artisanal producers and things of that nature. But see, that's what people don't realize. One of the selling points they had to doing business in New York City, in New York State, not in the Manhattan District or not in New York City itself. Does anyone remember that? I can't remember the the actual campaign promotion, but it was something about doing business in New York. They were going to give you tax breaks, income tax breaks, property tax breaks. If you set up business in New York for a period of time, why would they do that if they love taxes? Why is it that if you have to raise taxes on to fund the government, that everything is going to be better? It's not because the more money that somebody can keep, the more money they can spend, the more money that enhances other businesses who pay taxes or hires other people that pay taxes or it, it, it spills out. When people go, oh, it's voodoo economics, which was coined by George H.W. Bush, by the way, ripping on Ronald Reagan's tax idea because he's a rhino 
and he sides with the never Trumpers. But this, it's not voodoo economics where it comes from the top down. It spills out. It moves out. It gets it, the taxes go down. The person receiving the money gets it. They spend it outwardly everywhere else. They invest it. They do things with it. And those people on the other end of it who also receive those tax benefits can do as they wish. Economic productivity goes up. Tax revenue goes up. When you increase the taxes, people look for loopholes like parking their car down the street and hoofing it in for longer uh, walk times. Or they get an accountant who can run the right deductions, get you the best lowered taxable income. It's all in the numbers and taxation will always be a hindrance towards freedom and liberty. Be sure to follow me on social media on Twitter at Rants Out Loud. Also at Adrian Slade Show. Search Adrian Slade on Facebook, Parlor, Gab, MeWe, Snippy, Convo, and all social media outlets back in just a second. This is Adrian Slade. So the unintended consequences of progressivism always supersede what their goal is trying to achieve. Although sometimes it could be that maybe that's what they wanted. You know, the, the congestion tax that they're going to try to charge people in New York City for driving in the zone, trying to push them to other forms of transportation, bicycling, going on the, uh, the metro or the subway, whatever it is. All of that is leading to the unintended consequences of Food costs going up because of the fact that, you know, they're taxing the death out of delivery drivers, and that's going to show up in the uh, sticker on the retail side. So, you know, those kind of things they don't understand. Rent control is another issue. We were talking about it earlier. Rent regulation laws that affect nearly one million apartments in New York City are set to be renewed. But with the state Senate controlled by Democrats for the first time in nearly a decade, the commercial real estate industry is bracing for broad, profound changes to rent regulation laws that deep, deeply impact their business. This is from MarketScreener.com. That reform and uncertainty as to how it will actually look, which is another factor that people put into upcoming legislation that could benefit or be punitive against business. That's how they do it. And it spooked investors, commercial real estate investors, some are predicting significant drop-off in dollar volume for multifamily assets in the first three quarters of the year. The number of deals for residential rental buildings, you know, the, the number of possible purchases, they dropped by nearly half in the first three months of the year to 127 compared with 243 in the first quarter of last year. The value of sales tumbled 43% from $2.3 billion to $1.3 billion, according to a report from real estate service firm B6 Real Estate Advisors. Now, in these rent-controlled areas, a local board determines rent levels by a number of factors, including cost of living, uh, consumer price index, or uh, even rental unit type. And when a unit is vacant in a true rent control area, the maximum rent a landlord can raise the amount is based on the level set by the board, not by market value, not by supply and demand. Commonly, these levels are below market value. Imagine that. Government's going to push you below the market. Once a tenant has signed a lease, the landlord is limited by law and to how much he can increase the rent annually. So now you can't even get a return on your investment without the government telling you how much. 
Therefore, the longer a tenant stays in a rent-controlled unit, the rent payment becomes less relative to the tenant's income and to the market value of the unit. Rent control laws are known primarily for favoring tenants' rights because these laws help stabilize rent levels. Typically, landlords do not favor rent control laws because it can greatly limit returns on investment to their property. There are a slew of potential changes, some of which have made it in bill form in New York. Top of the mind for building owners are changes or eliminations to vacancy decontrol. Now, vacancy decontrol regulations set rent at market or near market levels when a unit is vacant and regulates the raising of rent, which allows for apartments to be destabilized if that rent hits the luxury deregulation threshold of 2733 a month for the unit if it becomes vacant. Multifamily owners are also watching for uh, new laws that could stop them increasing rents because of capital improvements to buildings and apartments. Andrew Cuomo has made it clear that he largely backs rent reforms, rent control reforms. So what we're looking at now, now buildings are going to go unimproved because of government. No one's going to want to update their building. No one's going to want to spend money on fixing up their buildings. So their buildings are going to be capped off at this low, below market value rent, which is probably going to bring unsavory tenants in. And then on top of it, because it's all outside of supply and demand, and then on top of it, you can't even update your building. So how is that going to look in a sector? These are the unintended consequences of liberalism. And it never fails. It always works against the betterment of the people. Real quick, sponsor for this portion of the program is Era Capital Management, financial and investment management solutions for every stage of life. It's important to build unbiased, dynamic portfolios robust enough to adapt to the changing times. Era Capital Management is an independent, client-focused, registered investment advisory firm that is committed to delivering highly professional, unbiased financial advice to an exclusive group of investors. Call Jacob and his team today for confidential and personalized consultation. That's ERA Capital Management, 509-559-6229 or eracapitalmanagement.com. Joining the program right now is Michael from conservativelibrary.com. You can find him on Twitter at Hugh underscore Manity. What's happening, Mike? Hey, how you doing, Adrian? It's always a pleasure. Oh, I'm doing well. How about yourself? You know, I, I'm doing a lot better than uh, these crazy people. There seems to be an epidemic of bestiality going on. Ouch, really? An epidemic? You would think that that and, wouldn't really be a preferred, you know, partner, but I don't know. It is 2019. I, I you know, hey, I'm trying not to judge, um, but, you know, I'm sure you probably heard about the guy who was just... Uh, sentenced to 60 days for basically uh raping to death his girlfriend's dog his dog now i did see something about a small animal that was euthanized because of an yes. illegal alien an illegal alien i guess was somewhere in a sanctuary city uh hooked up with the tiny pooch and next thing you know they had to euthanize it why they didn't euthanize the illegal alien i'm still lost on that but you know I, I agree with you there. The poor dog, um, he 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 uh, sexually assaulted the poor dog to where the dog had so many internal injuries and bleeding they had to they had to put the poor thing down. 
That's just insane. I mean, you go from MS-13, you know, they're beheading people at the border, and now they're, you know, euthanizing dogs. Well, it gets worse because um, we have the story uh, that just recently happened where a lady's driving down the street and there's an injured beaver, right? She has this beaver. It's injured. She, she goes to get a box and comes back to get the beaver to take it to the vet. And there's a dude having sex with the dying beaver. <laughs> Never mind the rabies factor in there, you know? You know, if he didn't need a beaver that bad, he probably could have got it at a truck stop. You know, and beavers are kind of prickly. Not to say I haven't seen some women who are prickly beaver-wise. You know, no nair down there or anything, but, you know. That's, you know, that's what (laughs) waxes for. It is. That's what makes Brazil such a great place. You know, the Brazilian bikini wax. Absolutely. So, yeah, the um, they arrested the guy. The beaver did die, uh, not because oh. of his uh, his uh, manliness. It <laughs> died because of the the car hitting it. So, we also have a couple guys. So, get this: these three dudes were charged with more than one thousand counts each. Of bestiality. 1,000? Each. Each? <laughs> yeah, I forgot that part of it. That makes it even more incredible. Each, yeah. So we don't, we don't want to, um, we don't want to take away from the fact that, uh, you know, they're working hard <laughs> at, uh, at making things happen. So, oh gosh, and who documented this? You know what I mean? Who, who was out there going, were, that's 1,001? <laughs> yeah, they were 1,000 counts of sexual intercourse with animals. Oh, my gosh. Um, they were charged with, see, abusing animals, including dogs. Uh, really? Horses. Horses. A <laughs> cow. And a goat. Now, it's funny, when you talk about the horse, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, comedian David Tell, but he always has a funny little story where he said, if I was to have sex with one animal, it would be a horse. That is a beautiful animal. And when you have sex with a horse, you know you always have a ride home. (laughs) (laughs) I love when he goes... He says, every every eight minutes, someone has sex with an animal, and you wonder why they attack you. Because of that man... It's up to me and a half Mexican to stop him. <laughs> I, I, I guess, you know, after you ride the horse, you ride the horse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least you're not having to, like, call an Uber or a Lyft. That's right. You know, I mean, uh, has, so- has dating become that bad? I mean, the, you know, they just made a condom that has to have consent by having four hands to open the freaking package. So now the condom is basically going to be a Bic or a Scripto childproof lighter, you know, that you can never get lit. Somebody else has to take a crack at it. And you're basically going, hey, Planned Parenthood, have at it. We can't get this condom open. I mean, you're either a disabled phobic, you know, because you're, what if you only have one hand? You know, I mean, or is it, did you encourage disabled orgies now? Because now, you know, what if it's four people involved? I mean, you got, 
women putting menstrual blood on their faces and dyeing their armpit hair different colors. You got that whole me too if you smile at them thing, you know. I wouldn't want to date in this time period. I mean, maybe you're Pepe Le Pew, the groper, like, you know, if you're a Democrat politician, you get that privilege. And even though you're a rapist, you're just called tactile, you know? I wouldn't want to live in this time period single. I'm sorry. I wouldn't want to date a woman who had armpit hair two color. (laughs) Exactly. That's my problem. I'm like, first off, you have hair. And next, you're dying at neon pink. There's a problem there. Usually it's the European ones and they smell really bad because they don't really subscribe to deodorants and things of Western culture, you know, things that capitalism has brought us. But, you know, it's another topic. Yeah, hair. Yeah, it's not the armpit I'm thinking of when we talk about pink. (laughs) So these guys were charged with 1,460 counts of sexual intercourse with animals and cruelty to animals each. That's unbelievable. Yes. You had to yes. do a lot. I'm just saying, just saying. You had to you had to make the rounds a bit. I I you know, they they probably are stockholders in <laughs> Trojans. Yeah, I guess they were they were out on the prowl. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I don't even uh, want to talk about it. wingmen. I mean, are we talking birds and parakeets here? Parrots and I, I don't know. McCall's? We'll maybe maybe if McCall Duran. was involved. I don't know. Uh, think back to Duran Duran, hungry like a wolf, hungry for a wolf. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. That would be dangerous. Good God. So apparently um, they found cameras used to make a, what they call a large volume of homemade videos. Hang, hang on, wait, 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 wait. So, not only did they rack up a body count of like a thousand, you know, they they've got their bedpost marked, you know, <laughs> a couple German shepherds, you know, I got a Sheltie pony. Uh, oh, and we're videoing this. <laughs> Let's put it on Pornhub. Let's get these videos out there because there's a market for seeing this craziness. That's insane. Apparently, apparently there's quite a market. For this type of thing. <laughs> Please don't say that market is in Florida. Um, well, a lot of it, and I know this is going to shock you, uh-huh. a lot of this bestiality is occurring in heavily Democrat populated areas like Pennsylvania, Seattle, and Oregon. Oh, Seattle and Oregon. The, the Antifa, the home of insanity. Those, that is the liberal bastion of America outside of California and, of course, New York, which I just did a whole thing on how New York is going to tax drivers from driving through uh, the, the business district and how rent controls are up in the air and could be clamped down even bigger. So now you're saying that not only do they have those crazy ideas and they want to tax and regulate the death out of you, they're banging out animals up there, too. Well, I guess they're taking out their frustrations on the fact that the meat and the food in these New York areas is just going to be too expensive because of these, uh, you know, new um, congestion tax whole thing. <laughs> I guess so. So, yeah. Um, is this going to be a Democrat uh, candidate platform? You got Andrew Yang out there, anti-circumcision. You know, I mean, maybe he's trying to help them out with the 
you know, with the beaver ladies and what, but then you got, you know, reparations and all types of insanity. Are they going to like lobby for bestiality laws? I mean, I wouldn't put it past the left. They're insane. Well, it looks like they're lobbying for anti-bestiality laws. They want to leave the bestiality, <laughs> you know. That's um, where that's where they become libertarians. That shows you how off the rails off the rails they are. That's where they become freedom lovers and lovers of liberty when it comes to having sex with animals. Yes, because it's their choice. I guess they're going to just well, yeah, you know, my body, my choice. That's exactly right. You know, it's like, well, what about the beaver? Well, you know what? The beaver had an option to say no and didn't. And not only that, the beaver was just a clump of quills. I mean, we can't, you know, classify that. We we could have aborted that beaver in the 400th trimester, you know. Mm. A guy in um, a place called Hillsboro, Oregon, was actually sentenced to 20 months in prison because he sexually assaulted a horse. <laughs> My gosh. Insane. So apparently the um, horse's owners has a daughter, and the daughter is a vet. And she was checking out the horse in the barn and said it appeared to have been sexually assaulted. And this guy, <laughs> that's what he's like. Know, he's kicking his feet in the dirt going, hmm, really? That's interesting. <laughs> How did you yes, figure that out? Yes. He's like nervous, shaking. He's like palms are sweaty. So um, this guy was found sleeping in a stolen car not too far away. So they charged him for that. And he admitted going into the stable without the owner's permission but said that he only touched the horse's tail. Now, when I hear that, I'm thinking Joe Biden instantly comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, it was a tactile move, you know. He, he was he, just he, he touched the tail and just sniffed it. Yeah, he, he's he's handsy. He just got his nose in there, you know. He may have even given it uh, an Eskimo kiss, you know. Got a little got a little cute and, with it. And you know, I'll tell you what the Democrats will tell you: there is nothing wrong with that because he's just. A passionate kind of guy that has no harmful intents. He's done a lot for PETA. You know, I mean, he's done a lot for the community. You can't, we yeah. can't take somebody like that down. I mean. Well, this guy was actually ordered to register as a sex offender. Really? That gets you a sex offender uh, registration? A sex offender rap. Yes, wow. And to two years of post-prison supervision. So now you can't live near a school. <laughs> you can't. You probably can't go in a mall or a playground because of a horse or a, a beagle. I, I don't even know. I'm wondering what are his, you know, restrictions around zoos and farms. <laughs> exactly, a thousand feet from a zoo, you can't get near it. You That's know? the real danger zone, right there. That is. So the way they got him, though, is actually they took a DNA sample from the horse. Uh, and a DNA sample from the dude who admitted to offered up the DNA. And that's how they, that was the rape kit. I mean, they, they, uh, <laughs> processed it like normal and it came back as positive and he admitted to, um, doing a little more than, uh, you know, smelling the, uh, nair hair. Oh man. You know, and if you're the investigator, you better be dead on on that one. You don't just, Hey, come with me. We got to check your DNA. It might be for that horse. Oh, we're sorry. We, we. We're sorry we checked your DNA. Now you're free to go home. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to mess that uh, yeah. one up. You know, you kind of want to be no. on the mark. 
yeah, it's um, it's becoming quite an epidemic, and I I'm not sure what to do with all these Dems. I I'm I'm glad they're not spending time voting. I hope they're not spending time voting. I'm sure people are probably voting in their place. And when they're in prison, people are voting for them as well. So, And maybe they can get the animals to vote. You know, I mean, if we can find a way. There was actually a story. I swear to you, it was amazing. In California, they are praising the fact that they will allow actual residents. This, that's, I guess, the only qualification. Actual residents, regardless of immigration status, to be on commissions and boards and, you know, local municipality uh, government positions, to which I was joking around. I said, well, maybe California, you know, the California Employment Commission, maybe they can get Nicholas Maduro to head it up, you know, just get him in the, get him in the state, get him, a, get him a driver's license, and Nicholas Maduro can then run a commission because he's running it really effectively in Venezuela. I mean, I think they are rationing out they're giving out some power and i don't mean power in government they're giving out electricity you know i guess maybe every you know day that ends with like uh you know or starts with a t you might get a little bit of electricity for a couple hours it's you know they're they're he could be in charge of maybe the water treatment facility since they're in venezuela drinking sewage water i don't know but that's well, they that's will allow recycling yeah, that's recycling Exactly. That's the Green New Deal. Get rid of farting cows, recycle the sewage water. Yes. Process it a second time. It gets cleaner the second time around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Bear grills. I guess if you're out there, you know, like Obama was, living off the land, surviving in the wilderness, you drink your own pee. You know, I mean, I don't know. You recycle it. Um, you know, uh, well, you can only do that if you're right beside civilization, but the camera has their back to civilization, so it looks like you're in the middle of nowhere. Oh, I've got, you know what? Yeah, you're exactly right. And speaking of Green New Deal, listen to this. This is an actual headline from the Telegraph UK. I want to get an unbiased, un, uh, I guess, you know, I haven't prefaced this to you yet. Asthma inhalers, as bad for the environment as a 180-mile car journey, health chiefs say. Asthma inhalers. If you're an asthmatic, you're now a threat to the to the environment. They might give you the pill. Remember, Obama said, "Well, just give them the pill." We could have a governmental board to say, you know, you're a burden on the on the on not only on healthcare but on the climate. So, you know, you're probably not good for humanity. We need to pull a Margaret Sanger and just you know execute you because. You're using up all the resources. You're not giving back as a good, productive individual because you're an asthmatic. Well, here's another problem and another reason that the asthmatics are, are a big issue is that if you think about that little cartridge, it goes into a plastic container. Plastic? That's the devil. You know, that's plastic. Well, and I was joking around. I said, does anyone remember... You know, the hairspray craze of, of the 80s and 90s. Does anyone remember when 80s cock rock bands were destroying the environment with their Aquanet aerosol sprays, causing a hole they, over the ozone, over the Antarctica? They were like two-foot-tall spray cans of Aquanet. Yeah. Poison yeah. alone was responsible for one-eighth of the hole in the ozone. 
Maybe Motley Crue got the other half. I don't know. But that's the thing is, all of a sudden, we're not talking about ozone holes anymore. I don't think we've talked about the ozone holes since the 90s. And that's when grunge came in. See? Grunge came in. Nirvana, Soundgarden, uh, Pearl Jam, Mud Honey. They all came in and they saved the ozone because they are from Seattle, right? So they're, you know, very mindful of the environment. They came in. They destroyed glam rock. They destroyed cock rock. They destroyed anyone using hairspray for, you know, stage shows and what have you. And in doing so, they solved the ozone hole problem. Go progressives. I, I'm just concerned about the cock rock thing and the bestiality going on. <laughs> cock rock and bestiality. That is the uh, Adrian Slade show today. <laughs> 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 but it does show you how insane the left is. And they don't have a moral compass. So, hey, Fido, yeah. Fido, get on over here. Well, uh, a little off topic, and I'm, you know, really enjoying this topic, of course. But, <laughs> yeah, a little too much. <laughs> um, I think what they're going to do now, I'm, I'm just, I'm giving you my prediction. Karnak is um, predicting that the uh, Dems, after passing the bestiality is okay law, as long as you're a Democrat, are going to demand the impeachment of Barr. Yeah, exactly. They probably will. They're already shaking in their boots because he's basically laying the hammer down. Yes, and they're not attacking what he's saying. They're attacking him because he's saying it. Oh, oh! in fact, that was the thing. I really saw um, another really amazing headline. It was about the leaks of the investigation. And it was, it was, <laughs> it was unbelievable because they were more concerned about the leaks than what the leaks were about. That, that's where they, where was the, okay, this guy from Bloomberg, actually, Eli Lake, the abuse of power was how elements of the counterintelligence probe against the Trump campaign were leaked after he won election. My column on Barr's concern about, quote, spying, which I'd say weaponizing the FBI, the DOJ, the NSA, the FISA court against an average citizen is probably bigger than a leak as far as abuse of power goes. But, I mean, that's Obama administration, scandal-free, Matan suit, you know, weaponizing the IRS, the EPA, the BLM, the DHS, basically weaponizing the entire federal government, you know? Um, you know, I, I see that first we're talking about beavers and then cock rocking, <laughs> and now we're talking about leaks. Leaks, beavers, and cock rock, all on the Adrian Slade show. So, you know, the go ahead. leakage could be cured, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, the leakage can be cured. And it looks like, believe it or not, much to the chagrin of all of us, we might be heading towards a cure, you know, before cancer. Yes. Um, and I, 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 I just got to thinking of my next chemo treatment when you said that. Oh, and I'm glad that, you know, we had prayers sending out for you, brother. I'm glad that things are turning that. around. Um, you know, we're going to keep, you know, praying for you and hope that that gets uh, even better. You g Give us an update on all of that. Well, first, I want to say that the Democrats reject your prayer, and I appreciate it because it's the best thing that can happen. Awesome. And, um, yeah, so uh, seven weeks ago, I was diagnosed with um, 
AML, which is leukemia. And um, I'm doing well. I'm in, uh, I was in hospitalized for five weeks. I'm doing well. And uh, I'm in regression. I still have ongoing treatments, but I have nothing to complain about because I'm on this side of the grass instead of underneath go. it looking up. Exactly. So, uh, Mike, I, we're, that's awesome news. We're going to keep praying for you. Tell us where we can find you online. So, conservativelibrary.com is our website, and Hugh underscore Manity on Twitter is where you can find me. And Facts for Patriots, Facts the number four Patriots, is also our website's Twitter account. Awesome. And we appreciate everyone, and we appreciate you and uh, getting the word out and all these interesting things every day. Awesome, Mike. Thanks for joining the program, and we will catch up with you next time. Take care, Adrian. Bye-bye. See ya. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Listen to us on Mojo Five O Radio. You can find that on iHeartRadio or go to Mojo50.com. Every Wednesday, 10 p.m., You can also listen to us on the weekends, Saturday, 5 p.m., Sunday morning, midnight, and Sunday at 5 p.m. Also, get the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Overcast, wherever podcasts are hosted, and be sure to give us a review. Give us a good five-star review that's going to help us go up in the ratings so we're more visible to others. You can also donate to the show. Go to patreon.com slash Adrian Slade Show. Give $2 a month or go to anchor.fm and search Adrian Slade. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Gab, MeWe, Parler, Convo, Snippy. Search Adrian Slade. Follow us on Twitter at Rants Out Loud or at Adrian Slade Show, which is the official show page on Twitter. And you can also read the blog, adriansladeshow.com. You can also get the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel in your streaming store on the Roku streaming channel store. Be sure to download the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.